Open up my window. Hi, Kat. Hey, Don. Hi, Addie. Hello. Hey. Hi. We're back. We took a week off. It was not a good week. It was not a good week. We needed a minute. We needed to take a break. We needed a breath. As a family, we got bad news last week. And um, we just decided to put off uh, recording and actually put everything in our lives on hold to figure it out. So um, we got the news. As some of you that remember about a year ago or two years ago, Kath, I can't remember. You know what? I It seems like a year ago, but... I, I think it was before COVID. Our sister Tracy, the one that's in between us who lives in Las Vegas... Uh, was battling cancer and there was a GoFundMe that I know a lot of our supporters and friends uh, contributed and helped her during that time oh, thank to you for help that. support her thank while you. she had treatment. And she came out on the other side and we had some good news for quite some time. But unfortunately, Tracy had a, um, a, uh, a, a visit with her doctor and it came back with a vengeance. So it is spread in other parts of her body and she was given a, a, a short time to live. Now in our family, uh, a short time to live can last for years. <laughs> both of our parents, both of our sometimes parents said, bad news. Fuck sometimes that. Good news. <laughs> and sometimes it was good news and sometimes it was not so good news. Um, so we take, we take that kind of news with a grain of salt. And as I told Kathy and Tracy, while we were FaceTiming about this, I feel like on one level, it's a blessing and hear me out. I know, you know, fuck cancer is, is the, is the through line through it. However, me personally, I've been privy to four deaths this year, not COVID related that were just so sudden. A massive heart attack, a motorcycle accident, a brain aneurysm, and uh, these these folks uh, around the same age as our sister had those things happen to them and just died instantly. And I feel like we were given um, we were given a notice, and so even though we, I feel like we we all approach death differently, but we're all gonna die. It's it's the same, but in our society, we don't really talk about it enough and we don't really process it enough. I feel like our traditional wake and funeral um, things that we do traditionally are stupid and leave us empty. We've talked about it on the podcast many times. So I feel like, um, you know, we can look at this, as Kathy says, um, a gift in an ugly package. If um, it will give us the opportunity to, uh, you know, personally, I don't have a good relationship with Tracy. It's difficult. The love is there and I'd give her anything. I would happily trade places with her. I don't feel like she deserves it. I feel like she's getting, you know, a bad break. But on the other hand, I might have the opportunity to, I don't know, have some real quality time with her before she goes. It's a motivating factor. I don't know, Kath. Where are you with it? Um, I had a strange, uh, like before I found out the news, I was in a very strange place. I had I've been really ascending in my work, which is like leveling up spiritually, and um, it affects me in so many emotional ways that it's one of those things. Like, do you have menopause, <laughs> or are you ascending? Did you see God, or you, you know what's happening? So I had this, I had this crazy premonition the day before she called and she called us and I, I could not come. I had this uh, session with this woman who had extreme, the case was, I didn't know her, but she was a referral to me and she, um, 
was a survivor of severe domestic violence. And that was good news is that wasn't really a trigger for me. And I'm grateful for that because I'd worked through that stuff. But what was a trigger was that he also did dark magic. So I was working with someone who, and trying to help this family, this woman with her, with, you know, this in her house. And I was at home doing this and I had like the, the strangest, like eerie psychic attack with it, where I was able to be in her house and be in, and yet be with her in my house. It was very strange. And I had a hard time coming down. So I was very, very emotional and I was crying like all night and, and Henry was trying to console me and I just looked at him. And I said, I'm not going to be the same. I feel like I've split. I feel like I saw things and I feel like I'm, I'm split. And then, um, it was really hard to regulate. And then the next day I got the call from Tracy. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if me having this experience, you know, as an exorcist, you <laughs> just experienced <laughs> these crazy things. But then is this like, did I just have a premonition feeling like Tracy was like Tracy was going? And when I say I was split, it's like my philosophy with me and, and my sisters are that whether or not you like your siblings is irrelevant. It's you're, you come from the same place, you know, uh, you come from the same womb, you come into the same door. And so there's an experience that nobody else knows about. You're attached to a woman that, you know, you have, you have these experiences pre-life and you grow in this incubated place and somehow you spiritually are, are connected in some way. And you have to make these decisions on how you're going to attach yourself to these spirits. Right. And so then I have a grandson who comes along <laughs> and has to interrupt and say hi. So for me, I, I feel, I feel good about it. I, I feel good that I have, <laughs> I have made amends to, with Tracy. I, yes. I want you. Okay. Can you, and we're going to talk about something serious. Go with grandpa. He's got chips and ice cream. Go get ice cream. Okay, good. Nothing like bribery. Hold on. I want you. I want you too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the sisters are in. Anyway, so I feel I feel like I have repaired our relationship with the journey, and I I feel like I've really worked hard. So I feel like I feel like I'm happy for her for her freedom. I feel sad yeah. for me. Right. That's where I'm at. Right. 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 That's where I'm you at. You know, Tracy. Tracy acknowledges that her. Uh, her her life was hard. She had a really hard life. And um, hopefully we're going to help her have a really easy ending. Yeah. That's going to be our job. Yeah. And so our listeners are going to be with us along the way. Yes. So we're going to we're going to take uh -huh. a break. And when, hi, Nico. Do you want to say hi? He can't hear. You want to do he the can't. card of the day? Oh, he, he can't, can't hear. hear. That's right. Go Sorry. Say hi. Okay. Hi. 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 Do you want to do the card of the day? Yeah. Yeah. What What kind of card of the day do you want to do? Hmm. What about moon card of the day? Oh yeah. The moon. You found a moon day. card. Oh, yeah. you fat had a moon card of the day today. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Does that mean that you're sleeping over Grandma's house? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Are you gonna watch Wally with Grandpa? Mm, no. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Okay. Nico. All right. Say, bye. Say goodbye Say to bye. everybody. Bye. Okay. okay. Thanks for being a good boy. Go get ice cream. All right. When we come back, we're going to be having um, a really fun talk with old old friends, and feels like it's brother energy at the sisters with this guy, and it's yes. Michael Post. Hey. So we'll be back. <laughs> oh 
open up my window to substitute outside. You're going to hear Nico cry now. <laughs> We're back. Oh, we're back. Poor Nico. It's chaos. Oh, poor Nico. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be gonna okay. It's going to be tough for that guy. Yeah, there's ice cream. Okay. There's ice cream involved. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa cream, loves Grandpa. Fine. Oh, my God. Are you sure Mercury's out of retrograde today? Do you know what? I feel like Uranus is here. <laughs> All of Uranus. Up my Uranus. Around my Uranus is happening today. Are you 10? Are you 10? I am. 14. All right. Sophie says, I listen to music like a 14-year-old boy. I love 21 Pilots and Post Malone. <laughs> She's like, what are you, a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old boy? She makes fun of me. <laughs> anyway, yes. Rightfully so. Yes. All right. Well, let's bring in our guest. Let's let's change the energy here. <sighs> We're going to take a deep breath. Everybody. <laughs> take a deep breath. Okay. Hi, welcome. Hi, Michael. Michael Post. Yay. Mike Post. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you? Great, Michael. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful now that Mercury's out of Gatorade and, you know, we're doing everything. Yes. So we got a full moon happening tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm feeling wonderful. great. How are y'all? Oh, <laughs> wonderful. We're, we're so glad you're here. Otherwise, I think this, if you were not here, I think this whole recording would just like completely disintegrate into, yeah. I don't know what. So thank you. Well, Thank you know, goddess. I always say life throws you speed bumps. It's, you know, how you drive over top of them, yeah. how we handle yeah. it. So, so you know, my heart is with you guys. And, you know, my dad, <gasps> I spoke to him today. And, of course, we'll talk <sighs> about our connection with dad. He sends nothing but love to all of you. And, you know, he speaks so fondly oh, of the both of so you. Great. And, you know, if you hear that knocking, so, it's it's Nico. <laughs> I'm going to mute. I'm going to let you guys chat for a little bit. I'm going to have to mute. So, Sorry. Michael's, uh, Mike's dad was our fifth grade uh, teacher. Um, he actually had all three of us. He had me, Kathy, and Tracy. Yeah. 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 I mean, our orbits have been circling for years. For years. <laughs> you know, Kathy and I often talk about how you don't know how you affect fact uh the lives of the people around you and um i remember uh reconnecting with you probably 15 years ago or something after a hiatus and i barely remember like working with you but um uh you know first of all your dad there's a million things that that um that your father taught us that has stayed with all three of us our whole lives and that can be a whole podcast by itself he's just so amazing and actually he was the first now that i think about it he was the first like adult like um in our lives like dad was a blue collar worker mom stayed home when we were younger then she went to work and there really wasn't um you know they were refugees from new york city because they were in a mixed marriage of being greek and italian which is ridiculous but that's the case and they didn't really i mean as, until i hit your dad's um classroom i really thought the rhythm of everybody's lives was just like school work home you know chores etc but your dad was a dynamic activist and he introduced that activism it, with the classroom and he uh you know was a great supporter of the sloop clearwater and took us on all these adventures and really was for me the first adult in my life who um kind of opened my eyes to it's a big world out there you have an impact on this world you have a responsibility in this world and um you know, and I, you know, like I say, we can do a whole podcast. So that's well. I just want really to say amazing. this: he's his patience. I remember his patience. <laughs> <laughs> he had patience I, in the and classroom. And I'm no sure, I'm sure everybody would say something like that. But he was so patient because I was special. <laughs> special needs in the classroom. I was the one that I just could not do that work, and he did not. He never made me feel anything less and he was strength-based thinking and i learned that from him and he was i remember mom saying he was one of the first teachers that didn't compare 
you because I was like straight A student, studious, not social, but I was like very um, like good grades. And a lot of my teachers growing up used to tell my younger sisters, oh, you don't have the same grades as Donna. Yeah, but I have I, and I was well, and I'm, Mr. Post, I'm fun. What do you want me to say? I'm fun. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm the fun. I'm not I mean, I'm, it, that was a shitty, that's a shitty thing to do. It's awful. It wasn't until yeah. Mr. Post that, you know, I remember mom specifically saying it's nice that, you know, he, he would um, talk about your positive attributes and not just compare grades. Exactly. He was, and I mean, he still is, you know, he's the type of person that wants you to be who you mm -hmm. are. It, it's not, a, you don't fit into a model. It's not, you know, this structure. He always encouraged us to just be who we are. And as long as you love yourself and you love others, he's fine with it, you know, and that's the way he raised my brother and myself. And, you know, when I told him, I mean, of course, I'm openly gay. When I told him I was gay, he's like, I really don't care as long as you practice uh, safe sex. That was his only takeaway, you know, mm -hmm. and it was just, you know, and he goes, you're still my son. I love you. He's like, but who you love, it doesn't matter, you know, as long as you're mm -hmm. safe about it, you know, and that's the way he always just encompassed the world. You know, I remember going into the classroom and he would have, you know, um, uh, opera playing and i remember going on you know field mm -hmm. trips with everybody we might have even been on a field trip way probably back then <laughs> probably <laughs> probably um you know but he just it, always much was an educator and even at 78 years old now he still is an educator and he's working at a museum and you know a couple days a week and you know still teaching history and you know he's just a great Amazing. guy well we yep. can talk about him all night, but you're here. Let's talk about you. I'm here. I'm queer. You. Get used to it. <laughs> How old were you when you came out to him or when you came out? Well, you know, I think he always knew, um, you know, but I was actually like probably like 24 or 25 before I actually just felt I owed him the respect of telling it to him. Um, you know, and when I did tell him, he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> Um, you know, and of course my brother, you know, he as well is openly gay. Mm. And I remember the first time the story, you know, my mother who's now, you know, left this earth, um, you know, my brother and his husband were on a cruise with my mom and dad. And, you know, my dad finally became aware of the fact that, you know, Alan and Michael were together. Oh. <laughs> and he says to my mother, you know, I'm beginning to think that Alan and Michael are together. And she was in the bathroom getting ready and she pokes her head out of the bathroom and she goes, and do you have a problem with that? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, you know, always been kind of the dynamic in our lives. Wow. That's interesting that both that you and your brother are both openly gay. And did you talk about it as kids? We did not. Um, you know, when I was growing up, you know, my brother and I were three years apart, um, but he kind of took a different route. He kind of, you know, um, he worked in the Merchant Marines. He worked on cruise ships and so forth. So he once graduated from SUNY uh, Maritime. He was kind of out of mm -hmm. the area. So it never really came up. You know, he moved to New Orleans for 15 years. And, you know, it was never really talked about. We both knew, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it was never really openly discussed, you know, and until, you know, probably I would say our 20s. Interesting. Interesting. So, um yeah. Uh, I'm distracted because, of course, I'm thinking about, like, me Me and Tracy, we both had relationships with women at the same time. We, I don't, and neither one of, like, you, you did? remember that, Kath? I just, um, yeah. Remember oh, that yeah. dumbass that she was with? Yes. And she would agree <laughs> with that. I don't, I think we could say that and she would agree. Oh, she would totally agree. Yeah. That woman was Not a, a very dumbass. nice person. Although everybody's in people's relationships, you're in a relationship for a reason. And I think that her assignment was done and, and Tracy got that. So bless her heart yeah, for yeah, understanding for sure. that. But yeah, that's interesting. Like I said, there's like this parallel thing that happens in siblings. You know what I mean? Like you have like parallel, like you think that it's just twins, but there's some kind of parallel thing that happens with experiences with, with siblings. Right. There's always, always. a connection. And then here's another always. connection. Um, so I get a job in Beacon at a fancy restaurant <laughs> and then I get my sister to bus tables at May. that restaurant. May. Kathy, you know who else was a buster at that restaurant? Who? You were? Me? <laughs> yeah. Did we I work was, together? I was. And we no. did not work together, but Kathy, oh, I Jesus have to Christ. tell you something. And we talked know. about this a while back. I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> We were there the night that you walked into the sliding glass doors 
at Il Giardino. <laughs> we were dining as guests, and I will never forget it. You were coming out of the private area, and you just—you were like a moth to a windshield. There was a sliding. Oh, and there was a sliding glass door that was that separated the extra room for extra tables, and it was usually open. And Kathy was carrying a full tray like I of could... pasta dishes, yep. and the door was closed. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Right, she crashed right into it, and the tray hits the <laughs> the glass, and all of it like drips down like Windex. <laughs> and meatballs and pasta everywhere. And the whole restaurant just stops and stares at me, and then claps. Uh, that, do you know that's my biggest pet peeve? Uh, of the yeah, they clapped. <laughs> I hate but it. Here's, I hate here's it. Here's the here's the catcher the the catcher of this. I don't know what the word is, but here's the something of the story. So <laughs> years go by, and I go to this party. I was eighteen. I like I was this happened when I was fifteen, maybe eighteen. I was you know single, whatever. I go to this party, and and this guy's. You were fifteen when you worked for yes, that place. Yeah. And now you're eighteen. But now I'm eighteen, the telling the story. Okay. So I'm, this guy's hitting on me, and his parents are away. And they, they went out or whatever, and he's throwing this party, and this guy's hitting on me. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, my, my parents, they go to this restaurant, Il Giardino. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. And they're like, yeah. They're like, one time, they, they love it because there was one time this crazy girl, like, <laughs> smashed. I just said, you can't make this up. I'm like, you're going to get a date. You don't have a date anymore. I'm like, that's not happening. It was me. <laughs> It haunts you. It was like it yeah. haunts you forever. Uh. But I, I barely remember Mike. So I was there when I was, I think, nineteen or twenty. And so, how old were you? Gosh, I was probably because I started as a dishwasher there. So I was probably like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. That's when we could work back in the day. So I was back with, in the day when that, they, was, that was back when you could do it. Didn't you didn't need those papers. Kids. They didn't give a shit about kids. But yeah, it was back. Gosh, I mean, that was my first job. Wow. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, and our orbits kept crossing, you know, throughout the yeah. years. And I mean, even I remember when you worked at Friendly's and Fishkill. And... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Dad, we'd always go in there get our coffee fribbles, yes. and yes. like that's Donna. She was in my fifth grade. <laughs> it's so crazy the stuff that we do. Like you go back, and you know, I don't know. It's yeah, but you know what. So years later, mm -hmm. when we're like adult adults, and Michael is now at the time when we reunited again, you're working for a big fancy kind of company banquet thing. And he's like, do you remember me? And I was like, no. And then you were like, no, yes, you do. <laughs> I was you like, demanded. I, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then he, I did. I put and it out then there. he did. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. And I remember you saying, like, I remember you taught me this. I remember you taught Aww. me that. And here you are, like, kind of, you know, you had a real position of authority and uh, you're definitely a leader. And, you know, it speaks to something. I actually used you as an example to Sophie once. And I was, like, telling her because I brought her to bus tables at a place where I was, you know, working as a kid when she was uh, a kid. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what you do. You do it well. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. And so, you know, if like, did you ever go someplace? You're like, this is the cleanest bathroom I've ever been in. And what a nice place. And conversely, if the bathroom is filthy, you're like, this place is a fucking pigsty. They need somebody to clean it. Right. So regardless of what you're doing, do it super well. And to this day, if I'm in a position to hire somebody, I will hire somebody who's worked in a restaurant Yeah. over anybody with any degree. I don't care what the job is, period, end of story, done. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I feel that everyone in their lifetime, you should have to work <laughs> in a restaurant. Agreed. Or you should have to work as a pizza delivery person because... It, it humbles yeah. you and it teaches you things that that are unteachable. You know, you, you kind of, I hate to say it, you sometimes see the dredges of society, mm -hmm. you know, how mm -hmm. they treat mm -hmm. you. And it it just opens up your eyes to customer service. And, you know, it changes your perspective when you go to a restaurant. And, you know, if you're going to be that 
proverbial Karen at a table. You know, it, hopefully it would make yeah. you think otherwise. Right. But, I totally you know, agree. It, it really is life-changing working. Uh, I think the world, the world would be such a better place. Oh, absolutely. For real. And especially, yeah. you know, now, you know, it's the, um, the service industry is suffering from, uh, I don't know if it's a labor shortage, but there are less people who are there, working in the service industry. I, I don't think it's a, a labor shortage. I, I think what happened was, is that during the pandemic, you know, when working in food service and working in hospitality, so much of your life is dedicated to that, that, you know, you're missing holidays, you're missing weekends, you're missing baptisms, mm -hmm. funeral, you know, you're missing all of these different things. And I think during the pandemic, when everybody kind of pumped the brakes a little bit and put a pause on things, they actually saw what life mm -hmm. was like, Yes, you know, and, and I think now it's up to the hospitality industry to kind of alter itself into fitting what happened during the pause. You know, one of the things that happened with me, you know, I was working for a major company and COVID kind of did me in. It burned me out. You know, there was only so many days I could be called an F and A hole and, you know, <laughs> and really kind of be treated mm -hmm. really shittily. And, you know, I left my job as a result of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm still working in food service, but, you know, that kind of was like the yeah, right. moment mm -hmm. of, you know, I don't deserve to be no. treated like this. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, good for you. And, and you you traveled with your host like you, you we're not talking about just a you weren't just a server in a local place like you were you opened places. No, yeah. I, I've I've done it all. I actually uh, I was living in Poughkeepsie for about five years and I had a kind of Stella get your groove back moment, packed everything into a pod <laughs> and left for Houston. And <laughs> same thing, just, same thing. Yeah. I took me and my yeah, I took I took my cat Ruby and I was like, let's get in the Civic. We're going, girl. And uh, I ended up in Texas with my brother and his husband. And uh, you know, I did two years down there. But what I did in two years, I opened, you know, I worked for a Taiwanese company. I opened a Taiwanese bakery. Then I worked for uh, Tillman Fertitta and opened his uh, new hotel. And it was probably one of the most life changing experiences because I, you know, they always say take yourself out of the comfort mm -hmm. zone. I literally blasted myself out of the comfort zone. And it was very eye-opening because I suffer from severe nerves and anxiety, um, you know, and for me, you know, it was like, okay, you can do this, you know, stop stressing about it. Just go and do it. Put your head to the grindstone and do it. And I did Yay. it. And, you know, ultimately came back to New York, thankfully, and I met the Aww. love of my life Con and we got married yep, this congratulations. past summer. Um, Thank you. And Ernie's sitting in the living yeah. room now <laughs> listening to us. Um, but, you know, it, it's been a wild ride, you know, and, and even now I'm I'm still working in food service. I'm, I've got my pinky toe in radio at yes. the moment. I yes. I want to talk about that. So talk about wait, how wait, that I want to interject. Oh, I want to interject because we're going really fast. I, I want to okay. say how amazing and the point that you're making is that, you know, you don't have to wait for a crisis to happen to make light your life change. That's yeah, absolutely, and that's not. what you did. Like you, the the point is like before COVID, you said you packed up right and you went to Houston and you wanted to make a change. And I know that getting out of your comfort zone is really difficult. We have a whole episode <laughs> comfort zone <laughs> um, about that, and it's you know we're very reactive society and not a preventative one. And so uh, facing your fears and, and doing getting outside of your you know latitude is really going to change a lot of things so i just want to commend you i think that's amazing and unfortunately with i just wanted to make the statement that i think that there's a shortage just like you're saying because people are realizing like how they've been treated they think that's the only way to be treated until you're out of it and then you see other things so i'm really grateful because maybe these um, shot these restaurants and service will get treated way differently much better get paid well you know and have s some respect you know they need respect so I think it's great absolutely it's about you know the quality yeah. of life you know my life has changed significantly since when I was single you know now it's I want my Saturdays and Sundays right. with my husband because he's off I want to go spend time with my father who's 78 years old. I don't know how much longer he's right. going to be on the earth. You know, I want all of those opportunities. So it's, you know, I now have to find what's going to work with what my new normal yeah. is, you know, and I hate using that term, but, um, you know, I have to find where I fit into the puzzle. And yeah, you will. That's, and you that's absolutely what I will because you want. Yeah. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, Sorry. That's what I did. COVID showed me a quality of life 
that, you know, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in food service industry, but you know, I was working at the theater where Addie is working now and, um, or still works, I should say. And COVID showed me a quality of life with my life partner and Nico. We had him every Sunday for like a year. Yeah. And the idea of going back to that crazy calendar I couldn't do it. And I'm aging now, yeah. like I'm an old lady now. And, you know, one of the first things that <laughs> I noticed when COVID happened, nobody asked you, Kat, because I'll still, I'll still. And I'm like, in my you. head, I'm like, no, you I mean, are. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one of the first things that happened to me, uh, that was my like aha moment was for years, I thought I was an insomniac and uh, after six weeks or so of after the, the big shutdown, I realized I was sleeping very consistently through the night. I wasn't waking up in the middle of the night and I was going to sleep at a regular time and waking up at a regular time. And I was like, wait a minute, I am not an insomniac. I just never had the opportunity to regulate my body. Mm. And I was feeling so much better. And then um, I, uh, uh, six months later, I had my uh, physical with my doctor and did all the blood work. And now that you can, everything's on the computer, I could put side by side my blood work, my cholesterol, all my vitals. And I talked with my doctor and she was like, yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I gained weight like everybody else with, you know, fucking bread in the crock pot um, in, during COVID. But she was like, whatever you're doing, you should, you should keep it up. And I, and I remember saying out loud, well, keep it up means I don't go back. Hmm. And so, I mean, even though I had been kind of on a journey towards making a change and leaving anyway, but that really like solidified it. And um, after 27 years at the same job, like I, I left for quality of life purposes. It wasn't because, you know, I didn't throw down my keys and say I fucking quit, which is everybody's fantasy. But I, uh, I just like had to rationally make the choice and it's really fucking scary. Well, the thing is you have to, to remember it. is that, oh. you know, your body is your, your body is the voice of your spirit. And so your body is telling you that something's wrong. And so if you're in a workplace and you're starting, cause I've worked in hectic places and freaking loved it. You know, I, I loved it. I, I was fine. And then I worked at a place where I was doing a lot of service and I loved the job, but the people it was just so stressful. I would walk in and I would get nauseous and I couldn't even go up the stairs to my office. And I was, you know, creating illness. I was creating an illness until I could mm -hmm. not go in anymore. And there was no, I couldn't excuse it. So again, unless you make the change and you start listening to your body to make these changes happen, then you'll have quality of life. If you feel like this is the way life is supposed to be, it's not. And, and the trap is that I have no choice. Right. I've been in a situation where I've had no choice, where I couldn't eat because I had no food. You know, that's a no choice. Okay. Most of us who are listening to the podcast uh, and those, if you are suffering and living with this, my God, our hearts are with you that, you know, that you have food, shelter and clothing. Right. So for food, shelter and clothing, it's understandable. You do what you have to do. But most of us, when we're kind of in the state where we have a, a fancier house or we have a decent house or we have cars, we have all these things and we think we have no choice. That's that's a, that's not true. You always have a choice. It's the choice you're willing to make. Absolutely. So if you're willing to humble yourself, cut down and have more quality of life and be happier and healthier, you will have that life. If you want to stick to that because you are enslaved to your credit cards and your mortgage payments and your car payments, you can do that too. But then you can't go in there and complain and you can't get yourself sick. You have to figure out how to get yourself together, start meditating, start figuring out get, and get your body because there's life to be had, right? I just had to say that. Yeah. Kind of. No, it's very true. I, know, I had like an attitude about it. I don't know why. I, I don't know who I, I was talking to. <laughs> I don't know who was out there needed to hear it, but I had an attitude about it. I was like, listen, you know, but it's true. So, um, 
So, Michael, let talk to us about now your your radio adventure. This is so exciting. Sure. So I've had, uh, you know, I had a very dear friend of mine uh, who passed uh, from cancer. Her name was Melissa DiPaolo. Um, and probably, gosh, she's been gone a few years now. But we had, um, she had started this organization called Fuck You Cancer. And as a result of it, um, I ended up going into K104 one day um, and meeting Annie. She was at K104 at the time. And we kind of hit it off, became friends. I would go back to K104 occasionally to do Cupcake Wars, and I would go back with the company I used to work for to plug certain public events that we were doing. So I always maintained this friendship uh, with Annie. Uh, Annie had left K104, went to PLJ in the city, working for Todd in the morning, um, and then came back to the Hudson Valley. And during COVID, I was plugging an event uh, for my former employer, and they loved the rapport that we had. And she said, would you be interested in coming back and doing, you know, a segment every day? And I was like, yeah, sure. It was COVID. I needed something to, you know, make me laugh and something to, to do. Um, so that's how it started. I joined uh, iHeart uh, Media and Q92.1, gosh, almost two years now. Um, and I do uh, the Daily Dose with Mike Post every morning at 640, 740, <laughs> and 940. Um, and I dish all the Hollywood dirt and talk about my uh, hatred of the Kardashians. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love, oh, I hate them. I love them. Do you, have you always hated them? Yes. <laughs> like from the beginning. I feel... I feel, and I mean, please send all hate mail to Daily Dose with Mike Post. Uh, you can send the hate I mail to the they... sisters are in too. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like hate mail. I, I won't feel... listen to hate. I won't. I won't respond. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I feel that the Kardashians honestly are the downfall of society. I feel that they personify and and just make this general assumption that everyone should aspire to be them. And it's like, I, I feel that Facebook and Instagram has kind of been their medium to do that. And, you know, I, I call it, people walk into places and I call it the Kardashian effect, where you feel like, oh, this is how I should be treated because this is how Kim is treated or this is how so-and-so uh -huh. is treated. And I just feel that, you know, what their behavior is on camera and on social media is really the downfall of society. I, I just want to <laughs> say... I. Or at least a contributing I, I do, factor, yeah, yeah. I do but, see your you know. point, but I do have to say, I've been watching more of Kim Kardashian now. Like, I don't know in the past because I'm not one to watch, like, Donna, like, the housewives. I don't I don't watch gossip at all. Oh, don't you mess <laughs> with the housewives, Kathy. We're going we're gonna to get into <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Get into Listen, it. I'm owning right now in my head. So, I know I, 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 I really am a big advocate for, like, no gossip. Like, like gossip is, like, the... It's so toxic. I understand the entertainment part of it, but I have to say, I've been wanting to get to know more about Kim Kardashian. Not the other ones. I don't really, they don't seem to be doing anything, but Kim has been doing the work in law, you know, with, with the project and trying to like using her voice, yeah, using her voice, uh, you know, with the, uh, prison reform. And I have to say that regardless of whatever she gets her information from, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate anybody who uses their popularity or their fame to do something their positive platform. or platform. Yeah. I, I have to respect it. But I kind of agree. I do agree that, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians is, I can't keep up with you. I can't, I can't keep up with the Kardashians. I can't. No, I, can't. I don't want to. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with them. I don't. Yeah. I have to say they're not, they're not one of my guilty pleasures. No. I've, I've never no. really watched And them. it's like, like, like I, Kathy on your end, I do applaud yeah. her for that, you know, for, for that platform. But it's like in the back of my head, I always have to think back, is she doing this just because her momager, Chris, is telling her to do this because it's good for the brand? You know, so it's like, yeah. I, I well, you know, the devil and the well, angel. Well, well, shoulders, let me ask you, know, you it's this. Like, let me ask you this, Michael. Do you think, yes or no, that Chris, the momager, released the sex tape all those years ago for her? You yes. Yes. I do. Why am yeah, I participating? I, I yeah. can't participate in this, guys. I cannot participate in this. <laughs> so essentially what happened was... <laughs> The reason why Kim got famous is there was a sex tape with her and it was Ray, Ray J, J, right? Yeah. Ray J. And it was released. And that's kind of the only reason why she's how she got popular. Was because you know? of the sex and then, tape? And then was... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're doing this all and wrong, And it was picked up We're by Ryan Seacrest and E. And then... 
it took yeah. off from there. Right. We're doing this all so, wrong. So, Kathy, basically, I think we should release a sex That's tape what I'm so saying. that the sisters are in. I'd be so famous. I do not think I'd be a crowd pleaser. I just, I'm thinking, like, this is not the Bloomin' Onion at Outback. I am not a crowd pleaser with that. It would not be entertaining. Kathy, sit back from oh, the mic. Sorry. You're making it very hot. I'm sorry. Talking about sex. Am I, am I loud? I'm too loud. Hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So, Michael, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Or actually, right, I'm, only, on. I'm only thinking of one right now. Do you think Erica Jane knew? I don't know what the fuck uh, no, anybody's my talking hands, about. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Hands down, absolutely, yes, <gasps> she knew. From the beginning? I think she knew from the beginning. Really? Well, hang on. Let me Let me add a little caveat to that. She may have not known the severity of it from the okay. beginning, but I think she was well part this of it. This is what know? I think. I think that she got wind. I think that COVID, when everything shut down, his Ponzi scheme, he couldn't keep up with it. And she, cracks were happening. And then um, he gave her a like list. Listen, the shit's hitting the fan. You got to go. Yeah. I, pick and pick choose. It. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, I I just I have you watched the Hustler and the Housewife yes. yet on mm-hmm. Hulu? Watching that kind of really opened my eyes to everything, and it was just like now watching. I mean, I'm a religious Housewives watcher, mm-hmm. and watching now the seasons, it's like oh well, that kind of meets up with yeah. there. That kind of yeah. meets up with there, and it's you know watching this season, it, she hasn't shown any remorse or anything for the people it's affected so by terrible. her husband. She's so tone deaf. She's so so Kathy. I'm gonna give no, you no. I don't want. I don't thing. want the details. No, no, I'm no. Fine. Listen, no, no. Listen, listen. It's relevant. Oh my lord! Because so she <laughs> she had this crazy persona. Who's this she? Erica Jane. Okay. Erica Jane on the House Wives of Beverly Hills. Okay. She has this crazy persona. Okay. Erica Jane, who like had, was married to a very powerful lawyer, the Eric Brock, the Aaron Brockovich lawyer. She was married to him. Okay. And. He was known for suing people to uh, help victims of plane crashes and things like that, okay. right? So she uh, she's many years younger than him, and she has had she had this like Madonna personality where she went on, you know she had a recording con she would record songs she didn't have a contract because she's not that talented but like she recorded she she had this whole like showbiz thing she had a glam squad she had this and that and she um uh came onto the scene like a, a superstar she injected energy everybody fell in love with her and she be- quickly became one of the most popular housewives. She was a real, like, I don't give a shit. Like, one of her songs is, like, Zero Fucks. I give zero fucks. And she had a necklace that, that said cunt. You know, oh. she was really, like, mm-hmm. and she was gorgy yeah. and funny. Okay. But fast forward during COVID, all of a sudden it comes to light that her husband was really a villain. And he never, he stole money from those victims. Oh, that's terrible. And in the meantime, in the meantime, millions and millions and millions and millions, millions of dollars. Oh my gosh! And and in the meantime, um, she's flying around private jets. Mm. She's spending sixty thousand dollars a month on makeup, you know, and hair and makeup and stuff. They booked. They she got booked as Roxy Hart on Broadway right before COVID. I saw her. Oh, did you go? I went to see, yeah, right before COVID. It was uh, like January 14th. I went to see her. And then, um, right. And then it shut down. And then I think what had had been discovered or what's being alleged is that he um, was taking money from other lawsuits and filtering (gasps) it here and there. That's disgusting. Yes, really disgusting. And it is, it's really disgusting. But here's what's even more disgusting. Oh, there's more. All right. In my opinion, we'll see if Michael agrees. So she claimed she had no idea. Mm-hmm. And she claims that she's a victim. Okay. And on election day last year, she filed for divorce, thinking that no, but no tabloids would pick it up because it was such a big... Right. right? She's so toned up. She's so dumb, this girl. And, and so it all comes out, and they're filming. Like, they're filming, but we haven't seen it yet. We didn't see it until, I think, 10 weeks ago. This it year. started this year. Yeah. And 
we're, we watched her. Uh, for me personally, I was like, oh my God, how awful. Erica Jean, that's going to be terrible. Let me tell you, Kathy, she had zero humility and zero remorse. Uh, it was really disgusting to watch. Mm -hmm. And right now what's happening, the reunion is on tonight. Oh right my now, God. it's happening right as now. we're recording. Like, like, and like, like, everybody's right talking about it. Howard Stern told... I'm recording it, don't I'm worry. I'm recording it too. <laughs> Howard Stern told Andy Cohen, this is your Super Bowl. Like, this is the biggest. Because what happened is throughout the season, we're watching her um, react to tabloids, react to right. facts that are coming out. And she still has Glam Squad. She still has... She should have... Posting to Instagram posting, and lingerie. Yeah, posting to Instagram right. like "fuck you, fuck over, fuck everybody," and it's like, mm. it's it's really it's really been disgusting to watch. Mm. And right now, everything it's on everybody's. So minds. you don't like, believe her? Like that who she shot Jr.? No. You know who, who shot Jr.? Everybody is. Do you think <laughs> Eric and <laughs> right? so There's something yeah. going who on. Jr. There's something going on in the world that I don't know about, which is almost a lot. Right. Almost everything. So this is just adds what's, to me going. Whoop. What's very. What's very funny is that Mike Chris claims he hates it. He hates the housewives. He calls it a bunch of yentas. And he's like, oh, my God, these yentas screaming, blah, blah, blah. But because, like, I'll be watching it in another room, he'll come in. And through osmosis, he's learned a lot. <laughs> so he actually messaged me today and said, How or yesterday, and he's like, Howard Stern has done nothing but talk about this. And I can actually follow what he's talking about. <laughs> That's, you know what? I think that the world right now is so disconnected from anyone else. We're so disconnected from each other. Like we feel like we're so close, like we know everything. And but the but the reality is like there is little humility. Humanity is just is being questioned right now, and it's true. People feel close because that's of their right, smartphones. right, and it's and it's that, false. It, that's the only and it's reason. False. It's, it's false a false sense, sense of, closeness, of, yeah. of security. Mm -hmm. And, and the reality yeah. is, like, people don't care about you. Other people yeah. who aren't mm -hmm. your loved ones don't mm -hmm. care about you. Yeah. And we're just, oh, my God. I I have this thing, and, and this is a trigger warning, just trigger warning uh, for, for anybody who's had who's been attacked. But I, I'm going to bring this up. So I watch uh, SVU because it gives, me, uh, it gives me a sense of closure because they usually solve the crime. I love that. It's kind kind of like when I watch um, what I watched on the Haunted, the Haunted, because they always bring uh -huh. a psychic in to help, you know, release the spirit or clean the spirit, help the family. I don't like the paranormal investigation, and then they just leave. They say, "Oh, there's a ghost here," and then don't do anything about it, right? So I like that closure. But uh, on Vice, uh, a woman was sexually assaulted. Uh, for eight minutes and there were 30 standbyers and nobody did anything and this happened last week in philadelphia oh in philadelphia yeah. on the train i saw, I saw that. Yeah. that and so i lost sleep yeah. over that going this is a this is a reality that i could walk down the street something could happen to me and my fellow humans will not help me and i and they're recording and they're recording it and, recording it. and for what? And so we, you know, basically I see my grandchild watching Wally and I'm like thinking that's not too far. Like, is this really happening? I'm like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very scary to me because I'm a humanitarian and, um, you know, people do come first for me and I, I just, I'm really scared about it and it really, yeah. But on the other hand, it's always been happening. 17 year old girl who filmed George Floyd being murdered is a hero no 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 but that's so, but wait, let me just hand, let me let me just interject people tried to help the police were there and told them to get the fuck back so there was yeah, no police true. there that like what i'm saying yeah, is that i'm true. sorry if i was yeah. there i'd jump on whoever it is and i would risk anything i would if i was there and saw george floyd i would have went after the you know yeah, yeah. but there were cops yeah, yeah. and they tried so i'm yeah. saying that people they did not try and now we're we're watching a 1970s story here this is 1970s when mm -hmm. lifetime came out with that movie with you know nicholson whatever her name is from facts of life she did that movie where she was attacked by her this is what the it's a lifetime movie what this the is fuck based are you on a true about? story where <laughs> yeah. the the husband yes i know what you're talking the husband, about yes. thank you yeah. the husband came after her stabs her in front of all of these people 
It was on yes. a, like a neighborhood yeah. street, right? And then nobody yeah. did anything. She's almost alive. Still nobody touches her. He came back and finished her off. And nobody uh-huh. did anything. I was like, I, I, I have risked my life for a dog. Like I've risked my life for, you know, like not that, but I'm saying for the instincts to help people is there for me. And it's sad that it probably is not there in return. And so our society is getting so into voyeurism that there's no activism. Yeah. Agreed. And I feel, you know, just kind of piggybacking on what you said, I feel like everybody on that train is they just as culpable should be as the attacker. Arrested. They should be arrested. They sh- yeah. You witnessed a crime happening you and you did nothing to stop it when mm-hmm. you could oh, have very stopped easily. it. This, this mm-hmm. is not, yeah. you know, this is, this is something. And so anyway, I just, I don't know what to do about this social media anymore because I like it now because I'm, I'm on Instagram and I'm having a ball with my own self because I can be creative and I have a small amount of followers. I think it's like everything that everything in life, it's, it's what you do. There are people who enjoy a cocktail on a Friday night with friends and it's a really nice time. And there are other people who go off the deep end and become alcoholics and ruin their lives. It, there are so many instances of, of everything. I feel like it's, it's how you use it. It's all moderation, but the thing is who's teaching. Yeah. There's no, who's, who's, there's, there's like, we're playing Simon says, and there's no Simon. The algorithm is teaching. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I think pendulums will swing a certain way. I mean, there were years ago, you know, when we were growing up, heavy metal was going to turn us all into crazy satanic me- well, I, you know, I, murderers. I, I was happy. And we're, I'm and we're the it. best. We're the fucking best generation. The best generation. generation. Wasn't there just a study that like metalheads have like the most stable households? Probably like yeah. twenty years later, I feel like I just read that somewhere. <laughs> well, like I'm a but I just have to I'm say, Kathy, you brought everything down. I just wanted to talk a little levity. I wanted a little daily Listen. dose with Mike, and you had to bring it down to fucking the accused. You know what? Oh my god! Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring okay, it in. Go I'm gonna bring it okay, in. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like right now we're all watching and waiting to see as you know, we're the public jury of Erica Jane at this point, yeah. you know, and we're watching all of this happen kind of real time of what is going to happen to her, you know, and, and, and in all honesty, I was watching, um, you know, a couple things on, uh, I think it was E entertainment about how now the housewives of Beverly Hills, all of them have the potential of being deposed oh. because of what happened this season, oh. because what did you know? What mm. didn't you know? Oh, yeah. And exactly with what, what Sutton, Sutton was, was talking, talking about, about, yeah, is probably going to happen, you know? Um, I'm sure they're going to go after all of the, you know, extra footage, everything, you know, all of her personal confessionals yeah. to see yeah. what did you really say? What did you really it's know? It's very interesting how Sutton was dragged, dragged Ugh. for suggesting like what Kathy, one of the other housewives, when this news came out, mm-hmm. she was like, I want to know what happened. I want to read the entire, it was a big deal that she was the only person who read the entire article. And there's, they're such illiterate bimbos um, that she was like the only one that read the entire article in the newspaper that um, she was like, I could, I don't, I don't want to be associated with this possibly. Oh, and she got dragged through the court of public opinion and dragged from some of the other housewives who they were like, treated her like she was being overdramatic. And now how many months later, you know, she she had a Jimmy Cricket (laughs) and she was like, I'm listening. Yeah. 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 Trust your gut. It's very interesting. Trust your gut. So, um, uh, Let's switch franchises. I don't. I didn't watch OC because I hate that fucking Kelly Dodd. I don't do OC. Right? Um, yeah, OC to me is kind of like New York this year. It's time to put it up on a New shelf. New York this year. Was um, I, I didn't. I I didn't watch New York this year. Um, Ernie and I, we are obsessed with Potomac. <laughs> obsessed with Potomac. Uh, we still haven't watched Sunday's episode from this past weekend. Um, but you know it's. Potomac and Beverly Hills right now are the hottest so, ones, in my uh, opinion. So, back last year, Team Candace or Team Monica? Or Monique? Oh, I'm, I am Monique, hands down. And watching Candace's behavior this year, 
because of what she's doing, she should be kicked off. She the should show. be kicked if off that's, the if show. That's, and she can't say. Fir- <laughs> I just, I just want to say while you guys are talking, Addie and I, the bananas, are like this, are moving our faces like, what the fuck is going on? It's like the peanut. Oh, this is a crap like, fest. This is a, everybody, welcome to the. We're like the fest. adults on the peanuts show for me. <laughs> I'm just excited to talk to I work by myself now. I'm freelancing and so I don't get to talk right. to anybody about this. Well, stuff. I, I hate to do this, but we're we, we daughter we gotta wrap we gotta wrap All right. Up. All right. Give us give us some other daily dose. Give us a Michael. daily dose, Mike. Well, all I can say is, watch. you know, I hate to say it, but the Kardashians, they're going to be coming out on Hulu. Courtney got engaged to Travis Barker, so keep an eye out on that. We got Betty White. She's turning <gasps> 100 in a couple months, oh, so everybody's kind of like, ever. Twitter is like, wrap the bubble wrap around Betty White. Um, also, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be talking about Katie Couric, uh, her interview today yeah, on the Today Show. It was Show. awkward. And my take, it was awkward. My takeaway is I think she knew what Matt <gasps> Lauer was doing. I think so, too. I don't know if oh, you watched it. I did. But I did. I felt like um, I I happened to watch it this morning, and I thought I felt I thought she was talking through her teeth. You know, when like she's so mad, like she didn't want to be there. Her publicist was probably like, "Listen, you got to do some damage control and get in front of it." And I felt like I think Savannah Guthrie is underrated. Agreed. Um, oh, agreed. hands down. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah, a hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. And so I think Savannah gave her a little bit of wiggle room there out of, I think, respect. But I think that there was still an underlying. um, You knew. Yeah, (laughs) you knew. I agree. I, I, you know, interesting. Are you going to read the book? I'm not going to read the book. I'm probably not going to read yeah. the book, um, you know, just because I'm not going to spend the money and give it to her. Right. Um, you know, especially if she knew, you know, when she when Savannah pressed her about, you know, the rumors and so forth, you know, Katie was like, oh, well, I heard about the rumors, this, that and everything. OK, well, 99 percent of the time, you know, the rumor in that type of environment is probably true. Right. So, and, and you did nothing about it. And it just I will not give her mm, any time. Of right. Day. Mm. <laughs> OK, last up. Um, what should we be watching that you think people are not watching? Like what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I mean, gosh, TV wise, I mean, I'm very much, I'm a little late to the game, but definitely the morning show. Yeah. On, That's uh, on Apple. Apple. I have Plus. to get that. I heard that was very good. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's, it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Ernie and I were obsessed with the great British Bake Off. Oh, so we're we not are watching too. it. Yeah. Get get in there, learn out what a soggy bottom shouldn't look like. So, you know, Kathy and I dressed up as them last year for it Halloween. It was so good. We look. I looked just like um, Kathy Prue. was Prue, yeah. and I was Noel. It was really great. We'll I show you the it. picture. I love really it. Great. But I mean, like that's that's our namaste of the week. Like yeah. when we need like to just mm-hmm. get away from the world. Yeah. We put on British Bake Off, yeah. and you know, it's yeah. kind of like our babysitter. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but whenever Paul Hollywood gives a handshake. I get a little lump in my throat. I do too. I, get like, <laughs> I do too because it's like, oh, they made it. <laughs> it, it is really exciting. Is it is exciting. I, I think they're all it really terrific. Is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Hands down. Uh, and what is, the last question is: What are you going to be for Halloween? I have no idea just yet. Um, I actually have to work Halloween, but Ernie and I are going. We have a little neighborhood supper club here in Beacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we're going to our neighbor's house for Halloween and um, the day before on the 30th. So we haven't decided yet. Okay. What's the supper club? Oh, Donna. Uh, we just. We, I want to know. Donna, you can call him <laughs> well, on we the just, phone. Uh, our na- <laughs> I love you, Mike. You can call no, him on the I phone. Know. I love you, I too. So our neighbors, uh, uh, they got together with us and, you know, we just kind of travel from house to house and, you know, we each do a month and uh, we all That's bring a dish nice. and just kind of break bread together. And, you know, they became our neighbors because they had a rainbow flag hanging nice. on their tree. And I was like, oh, I like them. Oh, that's <laughs> And awesome. uh, Ernie struck up a relationship with them. And, you know, we've met, you know, their extended family now and so forth. So we've even gone to their houses for the supper club. So it's just, you know, really fun time to get together. I with love that idea. That's so nice. Okay. So, Michael, how do people find you? 
Absolutely. Well, you can tune in every morning to Q92.1 for Annie in the Morning with Ryan. And I am on 640, 740, and 940. And you can find us also on the iHeartRadio app. And also find me on Instagram at Daily Dose with Mike Post. Um, I'm not on Facebook with that, but just I love it. I love it. So happy to see you. I love you so much. And I want to thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure, ladies. I love the both of you. I've loved you for years and years and years and years, and I'm going to continue loving you both for years and years and years. And big hugs from Dad oh, and the family. Thank you. I just want to do another Same. shout out. We just want to say thank you that uh, Mike is what is on our Patreon. So if you're interested in joining our Patreon uh, channel, I call it a channel now. It is uh, just go to uh, patreon.com backslash the sisters are in and you could find us and you could support the sisters. This is how we support the podcast and the funds also help me help children who are living with spiritual and emotional challenges. So I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, I love, I you, love too. you. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Open up my window